round two of the NBA playoffs has finally started. Bucks, Celtics. Raptors, Sixers. Blazers, Nuggets. Rockets, Warriors. We're going to break down each series. I'm going to tell you my expectations for these playoffs. For this, for this round of playoffs. Don't go nowhere. This is the See Through It Podcast. So first off, we're going we're gonna to cover the series that hasn't been started yet. I think it starts tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Portland Trailblazers against the Denver Nuggets. I got Portland winning this series off, strictly off, Damian Leonard. It's Dame's time. It is Dame's time. He took out his evil rival, Westbrook. Defeated a, I wouldn't even say the Oakland, the Oakland, uh, Oakland, goodness, Oklahoma City Thunder. I I wouldn't say they were a top tier team because of Westbrook. He takes too many bad shots. He's not a, he's not a good shooter. And we all know that. But we get we get so in love with his ability to create triple doubles and his fanatic energizing dunks and all the trash talking he does that we forget that you can't rely on him to hit a jump shot. He's good at finding the open guy, but then there's times where he will come down the court and just throw a shot up. And that's not all on him. The Thunder overall were not a good shooting team. They were not a good shooting team. Paul George, shoulder wasn't very good towards the end of the season. Got injured. The team just didn't have enough to combat a Dame Leonard, Damian Leonard, who's an, he, who is a superstar. We just don't see that or acknowledge that because he's all the way in Portland. How many Portland games are on TV? Not very many. So we don't get to see how good of a player he is until the playoffs comes and he does what he does. Also, C.J. McCollum, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Give you about 20, 25 points. Underrated as a uh, defensive player. And that's probably because he's smaller. But he's a good player. Then you add Enns Cantor, who's who realized that he can rebound the basketball. In Oklahoma, he he didn't rebound that well. And that's probably because he had Westbrook and Adams down there. So he, he felt like he didn't have to focus on that. His main focus was offense. Now in Portland, he's playing offense, he's playing defense, and he's rebounding the ball. The team is, would I say they are deep? I wouldn't say they're deep. But the, all their players are good role players. Maurice Harkless, a good role player. Evan Turner, a very good role player. And he plays solid defense. Solid defense. Then they got Seth Curry. Not Steph, but Seth Curry. It's going to get you some valuable minutes off the bench. When you look at that team, and you put all the focus point on Dane, he's going to show up to play. He's going to show up to play. Denver, on the other hand, Harris, they, they, he didn't show up to play every game against the San Antonio Spurs. He struggled sometimes. Jokic cannot be the only guy for that team doing what he's supposed to do day in and day out. Or night in and night out. They're going to need contributions from everyone on that team. Because they can put 40 up easily. The Nuggets don't have anyone that can do that. So I, I feel like for them to, to even get this to a game seven, the Nuggets are going to have to take Dane completely out of this series. And that's going to be very hard to do. Very hard to do if your own guards are not playing up to their abilities. 
If your own guards are not doing what they're supposed to do, it's going to be very hard to neutralize the point guards or the, the guards for the um, Pullman Trailblazers. Very hard. But Jokic, I, I believe Jokic can win at least at least two games. I believe he can win at least two games on his own. Now, will he? I don't know. I, I That's a lot to ask for a big man. That's a lot to ask of him to do, to win two games. He's very dominant. He's, he's a dominant. He's, he's a dominant player. He's not Shaq dominant. But he, he's a good player. He can pass. He can shoot. But do you look at him and be like, he can get us two wins. I believe he can get you one in the playoffs. He'll, he'll be able to get you one. Paul Millsap is going to have to step up. Like Again, Harris is going to have to step up. Murray is going to have to step up. And his team is young. So let's, let's not forget this. His team is young. They're learning. Against the Spurs, they, I, I feel like they, they lucked up because they were at home. And that's why you play hard during the regular season so you can get a chance to finish a series at home. The noise was so loud there. Greg was, Greg Pop was yelling. He, I'm pretty sure he was saying foul, foul. They couldn't hear him. It was so loud there. But with San Antonio being a veteran team, they should have known that. They should have known that. But again, you play hard during the regular season so you can have this ability to have home court advantage. To have home court advantage. So I I don't like I said, I I I I played with it and I feel like th- this is the year Dame gets to the Western Conference Finals. Now, do they win? Nah, that's a that's another episode. I don't, we, we ain't going to get too far ahead of ourselves. But I feel like the Portland Trailblazers should definitely take care of business in five games. I feel like they should definitely take care of business in five games. There should not be any. I'm not saying it's going to be blowout games um, every night. But I definitely feel like Dane and the, um, the Portland Trailblazers should take care of business in this series. Confidently should take care of business in this series. There, there should not be any hiccups. It's, it's Dane dollar time. And, and Portland should win this in five games. They should definitely win this in five games. So they, they, I, they'll be matched up against the Warriors. Like Charles Barkley said, Charles actually has them winning the Western Conference. Charles Barkley has them winning the Western Conference. I mean, you look at their roster. Zach Collins, seven foot, two thirty-five from Gonzaga. How many Gonzaga players have we seen come into the league and not do what they're supposed to do? A lot. But Collins is a good role player. He doesn't get frazzled. He's not like a big guy, but he plays big. He's not, he's not scared to get in other people's faces. He plays big. Aminu, good defender. Again, I said Mark, um, Marcus. Maurice Harkless is a good, another good role player. They got Rodney Hood, who's trying to resurrect his career after going to Cleveland and seeing it just fall apart. I'm sure he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Again, Ince Kantner playing both sides of the ball, offense and defense, and he's rebounding. Myers um, Leonard, another big guy. So they got big guys that they're not gonna they're not gonna keep them off. The, they're not gonna keep them off the floor. They're gonna play those guys. They probably gonna run like three or four three guys at uh at Jokic. 
And the Nuggets got to worry about Dame and CJ. I don't feel like they have enough stopping power. Enough stopping power or, or enough experience to stop the Portland Trailblazers. They're on a mission. They'll win the series in five. In five. When we get back, we're going to go on to the next series. We're going to talk about the Rockets and the Warriors. No matter of fact, we're going to flip that. We're going to say that for last because there's a lot of controversial stuff being said and everyone's blowing that out of proportion. So we're we going we gonna to address that last. We're we going to jump to the, uh, let's see. We're going to Boston and Milwaukee. So when we get back, we're going to talk Boston and Milwaukee. Don't go nowhere. This is the See Through It Podcast. Right, so Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. They look like the Boston Celtics, the team that should have been number one, the number one seed. The team that we all expected them to be, they looked like that team last night. Kyrie's passing the ball. Kyrie's making the right decisions with the ball. Just choosing his spots, when to take over, when to... When when to do what he needs to do for his team. Gordon Hayward is looking better as the season goes on. Jalen Brown was on. Tatum struggled. But the big men for Boston took care of Giannis. And I, I said episodes ago when when the trade deadline was happening that Milwaukee needed to get another player, a shooter or someone that can create their own shot. And they went out and got a shooter, Nikolai Mirotic, which is, um, that's a good pickup. Giannis in this game, I said that when the playoffs started, Boston, I mean, Detroit couldn't do it, but when the playoffs started, that teams were going to shut, not shut, but shut down. They were going to shut down the paint, and he was going to have to shoot the ball. He was going to have to shoot the ball. Giannis is a driver. He doesn't have any other moves. He doesn't have any other moves. He, 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 his game has not developed yet. But that doesn't take away from him being the MVP, in my opinions. That doesn't take away from him being the MVP. But again, like I said, the playoffs is going to be a different animal. Teams have tons of tape on you. They know what they need to do to shut you down. Regular season, they they they, they play you three or four times. They they'll get they'll be like, all right, we'll take two wins. We'll take those two L's. Oh, okay. We'll we'll we'll, we'll accept this as a learning process. We'll see you in the playoffs, and we're gonna adjust. No one really game plans in in the regular season like that. No one, the time's not there. But throughout the season, they're gathering tons of tape on you. And Boston did what I thought that teams were gonna do. Second round of playoffs. It's, it's game time. It's it's getting close to that to that finals. Horford did an awesome job on Giannis. Horford, 32 years old, 6'10. Giannis, young, 6'10, 6'11, a freight train. Horford was a, a test to his hip. Attached to his hip. He was one for six against Horford and one for four, I believe, against Baines. Another big body. Baines plays mad. He plays big. He doesn't get intimidated by no one. Baines, 6'10, 260. Another that's a big body. Giannis is used to smaller players guarding him, getting into the lane, doing whatever he wants to do. Boston made, Boston picked him up at the three-point line. So if he was driving, he had someone attached to his hip. And then it was on him to make the decision. Was he going to pass or keep going? He wasn't quick in his decision-making. You also saw that he didn't have any other moves. 
in the offseason, Giannis is going to have to develop a post game. You know what's funny? The funny part is Kyrie was working the post. All the big players were shooting threes. Brooke Lopez shooting threes instead of punishing Al Horford and Baines in the paint. He's shooting threes. That sometimes makes this game so hard to watch. I'm like, I'm yelling at the TV, get down on the block, post someone up, get the easy bucket. But instead, we see teams at shot after shot throwing the ball at the rim. Brooke Lopez, his whole career, was banging people down low. Now, he's shooting threes from the top of the key. And I understand, evolve your game. Fantastic. Awesome. Add another dimension to your game. That's that's awesome. That's that's great. But don't forget how you came how, how you first came into this league. What made you your money? What gave you your name? Well, not what gave you your name, what made your name big. Being on that block, posting people up. Showing your moves. The big men don't don't do that no more. They they shoot threes. And when your team needs a bucket, you're behind the three-point line. Who's rebounding? Everyone says this is a great evolution of the game. Everyone's shooting threes. The ball is being swung around, getting the open three. I, I, I think it hurts teams even more. Because everyone's trying to shoot the three and they can't. Get the two, play defense, get the ball back, get another two. And if there's a three, take the three. If your man is hot with the three-point range, give it to him. But if he's struggling, stop shooting the three. It's that simple. It's that simple. Brooke Lopez should have been down low causing havoc. If he would have did that, would have got Al Horford in foul trouble and Aaron Baines in foul trouble. That would have opened up the game for Giannis. Paul Pierce, after the game, said, I I don't see what the Bucs can do. And I know Paul Pierce has had some crazy statements this year. Oh, my. He's had some crazy statements. But if you listen to what he said, I don't have the clip, but if you if you listen to what he says about how deep the Boston Celtics are, Tatum didn't have a big game, and they still beat uh, the Bucks by double digits. If Kyrie don't have a good game, Tatum's going to have a better game. There's nights that the, the this Celtics team can can afford to have a player not have a good game. The Bucs can't afford to have Giannis to not have a big game because they don't have anyone else. They played, they paid Drew Bledsoe all that money, and he did nothing. He did nothing. He was getting posted up by Kyrie Irving. How does that make sense? If you st- stood those two side by side, Drew Bledsoe is way bigger than Kyrie. Kyrie was down there being Kobe on the block. He was giving it to Drew. Chris Middleton, Middleton, all-star this year. Was he an all-star in this game? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He had 16 points. Giannis needed more help than that. Brooke Lopez didn't do very much. Nikolai didn't do very much. The Bucks, if, if they can't figure it out in game two, this series is over. This series might be over in five. I'm saying five because I don't think I don't think the Bucks will lose game two. That, that, because it'll be their last game at home. <laughs> if they lose game two, that's it. That's that's the series. They're not going into Boston winning two games. They're not going into Boston winning two games. This will be a sweep. So I'm I'm 
if if the Bucks have any chance in this series, they will they have to win game two. And they're gonna need other players to step up. Drew is gonna have to at least put in 15, 20 points. Milton, 20, 20 to 23, 25 maybe. Brooke is gonna have to be on the block. If the game gives you a three, take the three. But the most of your shots should be coming from down low. Get those big players of the Boston Celtics in foul trouble. If you get those people in foul trouble, Giannis will be able to do whatever he wants to do in the paint. Gordon Hayward is not going to stop Giannis in the paint. Jalen Brown is not going to stop Giannis in the paint. They, I mean, they're going to attempt to. Jalen might, might uh, body him up a little bit. But those players are going to have to use so much energy guarding Giannis. You see, they didn't have to spend no energy guarding Giannis. Al Horford and Aaron Baines did it. Brooke Lopez has to get them in foul trouble. They don't have any other post player that, that, that has that ability. Brooke Lopez is the answer. He he has to do it. That's the only way the Bucks are going to get. It's going to make they're going to make this a series. In the offseason, Giannis got some work to do. So for everyone who's trying to put him on that KD level, he's not. KD is a beast. KD's anywhere on the court, KD's getting his shot off. He don't have to drive the lane. And he's and he's small. And his crazy thing is he goes down to the, the high block or the low. And two dribbles, he's fading away. Oh, or a little turnaround. He ain't really got to dribble the ball. KD doesn't have to use a lot of energy on offense. It is it's gonna happen. Giannis gonna ha- will have to, and if he keeps getting bodied up by Aaron Baines and Al Horford, it's going to be a short series. So right now, I'm I'm saying the Celtics might sweep the Milwaukee Bucks because of because of everything that I saw in Game One, because of everything I saw in Game One. If Milwaukee hits the three. Boston can hit the three. I know a lot of people are like, well, Milwaukee, they just shot bad from three. You're right, they they did. Boston can shoot the three also. Boston can shoot the three also. It's not like they had anyone on the perimeter locking any of the perimeter players down. Kyrie got whatever he wanted to get. Inside or outside. Kyrie got whatever he wanted to get. The same thing with Gordon Hayward. Covington cannot guard Hayward. That was a bad. He was doing whatever he wanted to do. Jalen Brown. They don't have anyone to guard Jalen Brown. Chris Milton doesn't play defense. He doesn't put in enough effort on defense. Something. So the series is over if the Bucks do not win game two. This is a must win for the Bucks. If they don't, they will not win any games in Boston. Because that means they didn't make any adjustments for game two. So that's 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 my prediction. Boston in four. Unless some crazy adjustments are made for game two and the Bucks win, that this series is over in four. The series is over and for when we get back, we're gonna talk about the Sixers against Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> the Sixers against Kawhi Leonard. Don't go nowhere. This is the See Through It Podcast. Philadelphia 76ers. Toronto Raptors. This series is is I, <laughs> this series. Kawhi Leonard. The man doesn't get enough appreciation for the for the player that he is. How dominant he is. I had a conversation before that uh said that Kawhi 
should be considered as the greatest of all time also. Or should be in that conversation. Ahead of Kevin Durant, Giannis, James Harden. He should be ahead of those. And and it's hard to disagree with that statement. When you watch Kawhi Leonard play, the way he plays, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. He causes a lot of damage inside the paint. High post, low post, jump shooting. The mid the mid range game is so deadly. Who does that remind you of? Who does that remind you of? Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant. His defense. Who does that who does that remind you of? He's always guarding the top player on whatever team he's playing. Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant. I mentioned Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant because not everyone has gotten to see, or not everyone has seen Michael Jordan play. This generation, I believe, has only seen Kobe play. And I don't know if they've seen the good Kobe or what, did they just see the, the broken down Kobe. But the Kobe before the injuries and, and, and Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant before Steve Nash, <laughs> that Kobe Bryant. I mean, though, he, he that was a still good Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I mean, that was a still good Kobe Bryant. But I digress. We're focusing on Kawhi Leonard. He plays the whole game hard. His demeanor, he's quiet. He's a quiet assassin. He doesn't go out there and do a bunch of talking. He's not he's not Kobe. He's not Jordan with the, the tongue and the dunk. He's not flashy. He just goes out there for 48 minutes. Competing hard. And he doesn't look fatigued, exhausted. You know who looks fatigued and exhausted? The players that's chasing him around. The Philadelphia 76ers ran Jonathan Simmons onto the floor. To pick up Kawhi. Jimmy Butler was gassed. Tobias has no answer. Kawhi owns space in Ben Simmons' head. We've seen that all season long. He causes Ben Simmons to throw the ball away. He causes him to to make bad decisions. Now, this, this game wasn't a total blowout or a dominant win. It's just the way that Kawhi affected the game. Now, if it wasn't for his other his other teammates almost throwing the game away, this would have been a blowout. I feel like Toronto is head and shoulders above Philadelphia 76ers, especially because Joel Embiid is not... 100%. There was moments in that game where he was wincing, but he stayed on the floor. There was definitely moments in that game where he was in pain, but he stayed on the floor. The Philadelphia 76ers don't have enough players to run at Kawhi to throw him off. And not even to mention, P.K., PK, this newfound all-star that the Raptors just showed us. His length, his ability to shoot, his effort on defense. Sometimes I feel like he plays hero ball. I, I, you, you can't watch him play and just feel like, you know what, he's trying to be the superstar of this team. And that's what I mean. If the players on the Raptors would just fall in line and do what they're supposed to do, they could 
they to punch their ticket for the Eastern Conference Finals, and even the finals, they can punch their ticket. I sometimes feel like PK is out there on his own agenda and mission to to show that he he's the best player on that team. But we all know, <laughs> we all know it's Kawhi. Kawhi is Jordan esque. Kawhi is a dominant player. He affects the game. His effort on defense. His high IQ on offense. When to take shots. Playmaking with the ball. That Kawhi Leonard. These these Raptors are dangerous. With the addition of Marcus All, this is this is a dangerous team. And and Marcus All didn't even do very much. But they needed a big because they, their one weakness was rebounding. They could not rebound. They couldn't defend the paint well. And now they got that. When the Raptors played lockdown defense and run the offense through Kawhi, this team is dangerous. This team is dangerous. I don't feel like the series would be a sweep, though. I, I I don't feel like that. I feel like Philadelphia's going to take care of business at home. I mean, yeah, Philadelphia will take care of business. They they, I I say this series ends in six. I feel like Philadelphia, that crowd will be energized. I feel like the series will end in six. Philadelphia's a good team. You you can't take that away from them. That. That's a good team. They they didn't hit a lot of their shots. And I feel like a majority of it was that because they was they had to play tough defense on Kawhi. They they used up a lot of energy. So Brett Brown might have to go deep into that bench so that his offensive weapons, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, JD Reddit, JJ is not gonna guard Kawhi at all. That's, that's not going to happen. But those two, they, they got to preserve them. Ben Simmons, he got to preserve all of them. So he, he he might go deeper into his bench. But I feel like this series will end in six, though. I feel like this series will definitely end in six. And, and the, like I said, Kawhi Leonard's a different – he's a he's an animal. He's, he's a beast. He affects the game. He plays the game so hard, and he is so efficient. So efficient. He was 16 for 23. That's efficient. 45 points. How efficient can you be? 45 points. 16 for 23. How often do you look, watch Kawhi and be like, that's a bad shot? Shouldn't have took that? Never. Kawhi is always getting to his spots where he feels comfortable shooting the ball. That man is efficient. He's, he, he never seems like he's in a hurry for anything. So, I, I like I said, Raptors in six. Raptors in six. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk the series that everyone's been talking about. It's been all over ESPN all morning, all yesterday. We're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Don't go nowhere. This is the See Through It Podcast. Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets. Before we jump into this, let me let me say this. Let me be very clear when I say this. Kevin Durant is carrying the Golden State Warriors to another championship. Without KD, the Warriors will be playing a game seven against the Clippers. Without KD, the Warriors would probably be at home. And you're like, whoa, whoa. Before he got there, they won championships. They beat LeBron and the Cavaliers. Whoa, whoa. Well, that is all facts. Stephen Curry is injured. He's playing hurt. 
He's not 100%. Clay ain't been really hot all season long. Yes, he's had some games here and there, but he hasn't been hot all season long. DeMarcus Cousins not coming through that um, locker room to suit up the play. Draymond Green, is, is, is that the offense? No, 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 no. KD is carrying the Golden State Warriors to the championship. Stop disrespecting this man. He is the number one off, all option for that team. Despite what the media is saying, what anyone else is saying, KD is the one. He can't be guarded. The man can get his shot off at any time. He can't be stopped. Curry was 5 for 10 in that game. 3 for 10. No, 5 for 12. 3 for 10 from 3. All his shots are coming from the outside. He's not even driving. He's not spending a lot of time in the paint. Layup. He, he's playing hurt. Clay, again, he has to use so much energy guarding the best guy on the team. So sometimes his shot's not there. And that's understandable. I get that. But don't sit there and look at KD like he's the third option. Like he's the third best player on that team. He's not. He's not. Show that man some respect. Another game. 30 plus points. Another game. 30 plus points. Anyway. I, I just. That needed to be said. I've. Kevin Durant is number one in this league. He he just plays on a team that's full of stars. So when if he decides to leave, which I hope he does, I hope he goes somewhere and he can win his championship and people will start respecting him. But I understand all the disrespect right now. I, I get it. I'm not even going to try to even combat that. I, I get that. But once he goes to a team where he can show that he's the one, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't wait. So, furthermore, this series started last night. And it was a good game. It was a it was a good game. Back and forth. Both, both teams were playing very good on defense. It, it, the game was physical. The game was physical. It, it was still a lot of crying to... To the referees, the Warriors still managed to somehow turn the ball over 20 times. Not to be outdone, the Wackets turned it over 14. But I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the Warriors averaged about 25 to 30 turnovers a game. Somewhere around there. It, it, it's something ridiculous. But like I said, when they take care of the ball... This team is hard to beat. When they take care of the ball, this team is hard to beat. I feel like sometimes they they just have so much disrespect or they have so little respect for the other team, they just throw the ball out of bounds sometimes. Not even paying attention, they just throw the ball out of bounds. Make the wrong move and boom, turn over. I just feel like those are just mental errors where they're not really paying attention, but they're just taking off certain uh they're taking off what possessions you know what we're gonna take this possession off we'll be back for the next one I, I feel like they do that sometimes but let's I believe the Warriors will win this series I don't feel like the Vikings have enough I don't feel like the Vikings have enough the Warriors can run multiple players at James Harden to play defense on him. If Eric Gordon doesn't have a big game, this is a blowout. This is a blowout. Chris Ball did what he did, but Clint Compella didn't show up. PJ Tucker, non-factor. The bench does not contribute. 
I don't know why everyone felt like the Rockets could definitely win this series. But if I mean, if you look at their bench, who, 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 who's going to contribute? Green, he's not the same. He's a streaky player. He's a streaky player. Who else? Shumpert? No. Don't don't say that. <laughs> don't don't say that. Who else do they have? They bench. They don't have a bench. They don't have a bench. If if Chris Paul continues to be in foul trouble, or like I said, Eric Gordon, if he doesn't have a big game, if he doesn't give the twenty seven points, this is a blowout. Both teams played. Both teams played good defense in this game. Both teams played very good on defense. Now, will James Harden go now for 28 again? I don't know. Would he? He didn't shoot very well against the Utah Jazz. So is that the, the fatigue factor kicking in? Is it? I, I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but maybe it's the good defense. We question how the the way Utah Jazz played defense on him. But it was kind of effective. He didn't get his his three-point shots off. He was bothered in the lane. Don't know. But the Rockets don't have enough. The Rockets don't have enough. The the Golden State Warriors can sit um, Durant down and run the game through Curry, Clay. Iguodala, uh, Bell can come off, Looney, Bogut, and, and, and you, you'll still get offense. Or you can sit down, Clay and Durant, and the, the offense will still go. You might not get as many threes, but you, you're still going to get some offense. Or you can take all three of them out, put Sean Livingston in, Andrew Bogut. The style of play is different, but they're going to create some chances on the inside. When you look at the Rockets bench and, and, and you mix and match, you take out James Harden and have Chris Paul in there. You leave Eric Gordon. Let's say you leave Eric Gordon there, take out James Harden, and you have Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, and PJ, and another guy off the bench. Do you, do you like that lineup? I don't. Take out Chris Paul, James Harden, leave Eric Gordon there. You know the offense is going through Eric Gordon. Take out all three, which they will not, they will never do, because they don't have any other offensive weapons. They're not confident in the rest of those guys to do anything. This is not a series. This is not a series. This is not a series. Don't let the experts, the so-called experts and analysts tell you that this is a series. No, it's not. It's, it's a series if James Harden can average 60 points. If he's shooting the way he's continued to shoot since the last round, this is not a series. Kevin Durant is not, they're not going to a game seven. They might get lucky and get to a game five. And that's with Golden State being careless with the ball. Having a horrendous off night and being super careless with the ball. But the Warriors have found their defense. This is this. I mean, it's going to be a good series because this is what everyone wanted to see. This is what everyone wanted to see. But I don't feel like it's going to be. It's going to live up to the height where you like at the edge of your seat. Last night was a was a. I guess was one of those games where you were on the edge of your seat. Where you were on the edge of your seat. There was some calls missed. Let's talk about those calls. The Reggie, Reggie Miller rule. That, that's what I call it. The Reggie Miller rule. For all you young people out there, Reggie Miller used to kick his legs out when he shot the three. He'll come off the screen, put his legs out. Basically put his whole leg out there for you to run into, and they call a foul. Well, they've changed that now. You can't do that. 
You can't kick your legs out. That's not a natural shooting motion. Some players do kick their leg out, but not all the way out. It's like uh, maybe three inches, and that's it. James Harden doesn't shoot like that. People are trying to draw fouls. James Harden in that last shot was way behind the three-point line. He went up vertical, straight up and down, and legs came straight out like a seven. That's not his natural shooting motion. So, of course, he's going to land where Draymond is landing. Draymond started on the inside of the three-point line, and basically, I'm not going to say basically, he landed on the three-point line. So did he kind of jump into him? No, he didn't jump into him. He didn't jump into him at all. He jumped hard and landed into him. You can't kick your legs out. He kicked his legs out. That's not his natural shooting motion. If your shooting motion is up and down with maybe a little slant, all right. But the way he did it was go back and watch it. He kicked them all the way out. He landed into Draymond. Now, like Tim Legler said, if he would have made hip-to-hip contact in the air with Draymond, if, it, if, if Draymond would have really jumped into him, they would have made body contact. Now, he James Harden brought up the issue with Kawhi. When he shot the ball and, and someone landed in his foot space. Now, Kawhi shoots the ball up and down. His feet straight up and down. That, that's how he shoots. That's not the same play. Someone ran into Kawhi's landing spot. Kawhi didn't kick his feet out. He didn't initiate contact. The defensive player initiated contact. Now, I, I can't remember if that was called a foul or what. But this is not the same thing. James Harden tried to initiate contact because that's what he does. That's not a knock on him, but that's that's what he does. He initiates contact, and the referee made a good no call. He saw that James kicked his legs out. Draymond was there. No foul. There's no foul to be called there. Now, on some other plays, the referees admitted that they missed some. Clay jumping into him. Jumping into James Harden, where you can see the body-to-body contact in air. That's a foul. That's a foul. But there's plenty of calls. Sometimes calls are not going to go your way. Sometimes calls are not going to go your way. Does it change the outcome of the game? Maybe. Do we for sure know that James would have made all three of his free throws? I don't know that. I don't know that. But this is what I've always hated. People try to make contact before they try to make the shot. You don't know what the referee's going to call that call. How about you shoot the ball, and if contact is made, first make the shot. And if the foul is there, then maybe complain or... or if the referee calls it, he calls it. Now you're up for a four-point play. But don't be trying to go into a shot hoping to get fouled and forget about making the shot. That is so annoying. That makes no sense. Why would you do that? Why are you looking to get fouled instead of making the shot? Make the shot. Then we're not even talking about this. If you make the shot, it's 103 to 103. Chris Paul doesn't get thrown out of the game. You see? You see how that all changes? If you do what you're supposed to do instead of trying to draw the foul, make the shot, it's 103-103. The game is in overtime. Now it's on you guys to win that game. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. What happened was James Harden kicked his legs out. He wanted the contact foul instead of making the shot. Didn't get the foul call. Chris Paul got thrown out of the game. Technical shot. Warriors make it. Game over. That's what happened. You allow the referees to dictate the game by not doing your job, which is put the ball in the basket. 
Put the ball in the basket. We're not even having this discussion. Put the ball in the basket, and we're not having this discussion. But you didn't put the ball in the basket. We're having this discussion. So I don't I don't think the referees need to change how they referee. They, they, they miss some calls. Human error. That happens. In the world that we live in where everything is replayed a million times and, and, and is allowed for people to break it down over and over again, slow it down to this to the micro, micro, microsecond, it's outrageous. How about we talk about the first thing first? If James Harden makes the shot, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, we can be like, oh, he got fouled. But would, but would we be talking about it? <laughs> would we be talking about this if he made the shot? I don't think so. So again, like I say all the time, see through it. Don't get caught up on the first reaction of James Harden being so-called foul or not foul. James Harden had had a job to do, to, and he he was supposed to put the ball in the basket, and he didn't. He didn't. He was too concerned about shooting, trying to get the uh, the free throw attempts. You can tell when a player is trying to initiate contact and when a player is trying to shoot the ball to actually score. That shot by Chris Paul where his he, he somehow was like, I don't even know how to describe it, but he, he shot the ball and his whole butt came to the side and was like he was body checked. That's not a natural shooting motion. Come on now. Who shoots the ball like that? No one shoots the ball. That is not a that is a motion to draw the referee's eyes on you to say, hey, I got fouled. If you if you playing basketball at home or on at at, um, at a park, is that how you shoot the ball? Nope. You trying to make that shot first, and then you be like and one. No one shoots the ball like that. You know who shoots the ball like that? People who are trying to draw fouls, trying to get that whistle. They're not really worried about making that shot. They're trying to get that foul contact. Foul. Let me get my shots. That's all they're worried about. So, uh, I predict the series will be over in five. Warriors wins this series in five games. I, I don't see nothing else the Rockets can do. They played a good game and still came up with an L. They have no help on their bench. Again, if Eric Gordon doesn't give them the 27 points, the, the game is a blowout. If Eric Gordon doesn't give them 27 points, the game is a blowout. So, that's 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 that. The Warriors wins this in five. So again, thank you for listening to the See Through It podcast. And remember, it's just not a sports podcast. It's a saying. It's a it's a way of living life. Continue to see through it. Don't react to everything you see at first. Really look at it, and remember to continue to see through it. We'll talk to you guys later.